dedicated to each and every one of you who appreciate a great glass of wine. You know what I mean? It's Monday. Let's raise a glass to the beginning of another week. It's time to unscrew, uncork, or savor a bottle. And let's begin exploring the wine glass. Madeline Albright once said, it took me quite a long time to develop a voice. And now that I have it, I am not going to be silent. My guests on today's podcast are mompreneurs with nine children between them, and they refuse to stay silent. The two best friends love sipping wine, traveling, and empowering women. Together, they created She Wines. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Budd, a UC Davis winemaking program, someday service, champagne specialist, and WSET level two graduate. You can find Exploring the Wine Glass on all the socials, as well as your favorite podcast catchers. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's the perfect time to swipe, subscribe, rate, and review. I promise I'll never tell you what to drink, but I'll always share what's in my glass. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Allure of the Poor, sponsored by Dracina Wines. I am so happy to be here with you today. And today I am sharing something new, and I'm pretty excited about it because it is a new wine label that I'm kind of interested to find out exactly what it is all about. So the wine label is called She, and I have Jennifer and Tabitha with me today, who are the lovely ladies behind this label. So let's start off with a little introduction of yourselves. So I don't know who wants to go first. but (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Um, hey, hello, how are you guys? I am so excited to be here, Lori. It just seems like yesterday we met um, in Paso Robles, and here I am on your show. My name is Tabitha Cole, and first, I am a mother, and a mother of four, um, and I am a wife. I'm woo, shaking off these nerves, <laughs> but I am a certified chef, and um I guess my passion has always been um, culinary and wine. Um, Early on, my mother's a big wine connoisseur, and she's the one who introduced me to wine first, and I'm very, very close with my mother. So to just get it started, um, here I am with my first private wine label with my bestie, Jen, and we just want to change the way people view the wine industry. So to just kind of more or less of um, a bridge or a gap between the industry. So what could I say? (laughs) And hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Oglesby, and I'm here with my bestie, Tab. And we created She Wine. So I'll give you a background on myself first and then tell you why we created She Wine. So um, I'm a mom of five. I had four biological boys. So you can imagine I needed a little princess in the house. (laughs) So in 2020 of December, we adopted our little angel, um, Chloe. And um, I used to be an educator. And then I moved into uh, adult residential facilities. And so I have two in in California here in Pomona and Covina. And so I house adults with autism. Oh, that's so nice. And that all kind of generated uh, my oldest son, who's 17, has autism. And so that's why we sort of wanted to reach out to other moms. And we got into the wine industry and we were able to connect with other moms 
that have autistic kids. So it's been just like a godsend ever since we started. Oh, that is, that is wonderful. I have to say, I, you know, special needs children are very near and dear to me. Um, We have a family that is like my second family and their eldest child is special needs. And he's, you know, he's, he's like my brother, you know, they're my brothers and sisters or whatever. And so throughout all growing up, you know, I, it's just special needs is near and dear to me because every time I see somebody with special needs, it honestly just reminds me of James and just puts a smile on my face. That's so amazing. thank you for doing yes. that. Thank you so yes. much for doing that. Um, so as Tabitha said, we actually met in Paso. We were bottling on the same day. Uh, so <clears throat> we ran into each other and, you know, sometimes the stars all aligned to, to make things happen. So uh, it took a little while for us to, <laughs> to get together, uh, but I'm so glad it happened. So let's start off with um, the name she, <clears throat> and on the label it says, she is extraordinary. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with this name and the meaning behind it. Okay, so um, 2019, we always travel and, and uh, obviously try different wines from across the world. Um, with that being said, it's a, always our back passion. Um, 2019 was a tough year for me and even leading into the beginning of 2020. Um, just feeling as a mompreneur, stay-at-home mom, full-time, the pandemic hit, we're, we're schooling at home now, um, it just felt like I needed a breakthrough. And, I, and it, it was like an epiphany for me to get with Jen and say, you know what, we need to take a trip to Napa. Just get away. And, and it kind of closed in March and it reopened back in the July. We took a trip there and it just dawned on us that we were, we were going to start our own wine brand, something that we always wanted to do. Not only that, we wanted to connect with other women and start an empowerment. So thus came the name She Wines. It's right. an empowerment brand, and it's, it's about the everyday woman, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a working mom, nine-to-five, um, with children, or maybe you don't have children. You're trying to, you know, do the best that you can do, and it just sometimes feels like you're stuck. You know, right. you, you just hit a rock bottom. Um, I was very depressed, and I just felt like, what could I do to, to, to uplift my spirits? Mm-hmm. And that's when I started. We thought of she wines. We we could, we right. could uh, pretty much my notes here because it's right, really but, hard for me to remember. But I should that. tell her. Let me tell you a funny story though behind it. So, right. uh, Tab was at home, and like she said, all of these different things were going on. So it was her emotions. I'm running two facilities. You know, I have five kids, so it's all of this going on. Pandemic. They were at home, so <laughs> I was a full time teacher. I'm running two facilities. Tabs at home, going through all of this. And so I remember stepping into the backyard of one of my facilities. We're on the phone. We're, we're, by this time, we probably had talked for like an hour. And I remember we were going back and forth. And we're like, we need a name. We, we came up with a gazillion names. And we were like, but we want to empower women. We want women like us. We want women with kids. We want women that have been depressed, you know, that have gone through this, no matter what your role was in life. And we were like, and I remember Tab saying something like, 
we want it to be like she is bold. And I'm like, she. Then we start swimming <laughs> on the phone together. We're like, she. Yeah. She's <laughs> so wrong. Yeah. It and just so, made so much it sense. It made right? sense, right. And so after that, it was like, we were like, this is it. And then we had our whole, like our entire business plan. It literally just like flowed out after that. So it was an amazing beginning venture. And now, I mean, we went from the bottle that you actually have to this now. Now, I was going to bring that up because, yes. you know, like I said, I, I always do a little trolling. And right. uh, <laughs> I came across, you had a label competition so yeah. to, to design that. So tell us about yeah. how you went about that, because uh, I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, we also, we had a label competition because in 2020, we lost our fruit due to the smoke taint. So oh, yeah. we had to pivot. I hate saying that word now, but we had to pivot and think of something. And we um, are doing an extended aged Cabernet Franc, but we right. it's got to be a different label because of what it's going to be. So we right. ran a contest with our club members in oh, order wow. to do it. And we had, that was. We had our club members des- design one and we came up with the winning label. In which they're going to get six bottles of wine as their as their award but your yours was like this company runs competitions for right. people right so tell us about that right. so we we wanted to create a new label one of the things that we did with this label was just kind of plain so we were like eh, i'm not really it doesn't speak out to like what who we are it, it didn't represent who we were and other women so we we both love side note we both love beyonce and so we wanted everything that we do within our brand we wanted other women to have the opportunity to always work for us to sort of go in and do the competition so it was a women-led competition and one do you remember her name on there oh my god so we were going back and forth but they did a every person that created something for she wines did an amazing job and this is what we ended up with so it's i love it says i feel like it represents us um we're first black women right here um and we have a dream to empower all women yes. but we got to recognize those are sometimes left out with less opportunities mm-hmm. for others um other than um she wines we're, we're talking about taking this on the road speaking right. to women talking about survival phenomenal women women that wear different hats the girl next door all around we want to empower all women and we especially have to point out our sisterhood our black women who like i said sometimes are left behind the minority women are left behind we want to create opportunities my daughter looked at this label and she was so amazed and that was a moment for me to feel proud because she'd never seen such representation of black women before on a any, not that many things, but especially something like this. She sees me drinking wine. She she knows, like, I'm drinking wine, but she's never seen nothing like this. So when I showed her, she was just like, Mama, this looks like you. And I just felt like that was very important and dear to our brand to start off with a representation of us. Mm-hmm. And well, we the- feel the same because, you know, now it's just to kind of like, I guess, open up a space. We know we have, you know, the McBride sisters and other sisters and different women that are out there, but we wanted to do something locally. We wanted to show other moms that, you know, they may have the same dream or the same passion that, you know, just believe in whatever idea you have and just kind of go out there and do it. And 
we, I'm fortunate to have Tab because we held each other accountable the whole time. She's like, stop working on your other thing. And I'm like, stop cooking for so many people. We, <laughs> we were going back and forth, but it, but it worked. And so we want to kind of just get out there and speak to women everywhere and just share our stories and, you know, how life and how we became with She Wines and all the good things that are behind it. So now you said that you went to um, decompress in Napa, but you actually ended up in Paso. So I, I personally think Paso is you know, the place to be. Um, obviously, we think that's where to be. Um, but how did you end up in Paso uh, and get your fruit and, you know, tell us how, how Paso entered your, your picture? Well, first off, it's, uh, it's local, you know, it's just a, what, three and a half hour ride, four hours, maybe. Um, it's local, it's new, growing and developing. I think that's really what stuck out. Napa is already established and everybody knows about Napa. Um, a lot of people who I spoke to on before our trip did not even know about Paso Robles. I barely just learned to be truthfully transparent about Paso Robles about a year and a half ago. So to me, it was very important. And it just was just like a common sense. It was just like seeing that light that stuck on right. um, fastest growing in the region, um, local climate and the soil is really well for growing great growing wine grapes and wine that's producing wine so it just made so much sense yeah. to try it and we we stumbled across a very good vineyard which you know all about pacific <laughs> wine services right okay so that was my next question um how did you you, you said you stumbled upon pacific wine <laughs> services um where is your fruit actually coming from so you have this you have this rosé and you have a Merlot. So where is the fruit phys physically coming from? It did. The Both fruits were um, from Paso Robles. Mm -hmm. And Merlot was bottled and produced at Pacific Wine Services. Grown there and produced there and harvested there. Okay. All right. Um, so when, what made you decide Merlot and a rosé? Rosé is my favorite wine right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you a little quick story about my son who's graduating next year from France. Oh, my God. Well, my son is Xavier Lewis, and he has been – Oh, he goes to um, the School of Fashion and Design. And, um, and when I went there in 2016, we took a two-hour trip to – Italy. We stayed nice. there for days near, and, and, I, and I had the rosé for the first time. And for the whole entire vacation, this is what was my go-to. So I fell in love with it. The little bit of acidity, the nice, smooth, little flavor with it when it's mixed well with shellfish and, and light pastas. I just love this wine. I could have it bubbly in the champagne, <laughs> and I could just have it just the way it is, nice and chilled. Uh, with a nice slice of brie and a cracker and a little salami. It was just made sense. It was something I had never tried before. Um, I was I was thinking I would do a little twist on it. I'm going to add hibiscus, the hibiscus flower, which we did. And we let it settle for about three days in the rosé. And here we have a hibiscus rosé. It was just like something I wanted to do. I just 
said, you know what? I have to have it. I have to have a rosé and let's put a twist on it because she is extraordinary. What do you think about when you go get dolled up or maybe you just want to go out with your girls or go on a date with your guy? You just want to get cute. You want to get sexy. You want to get extraordinary. That's my style. That's my spunk. My my earrings, my nail, <laughs> nail, nail colors, my jewelry. It's always handmade. I, that's the thing that I like to do. I like to support small businesses, handmade jewelry, and I'm extraordinary in this sense. So I've looked at it like me. I'm extraordinary. Let's do something different. Add hibiscus. Let's do a hibiscus rosé. And now, a word from our sponsor. Looking to be in the know about Dracaena Wines? Want to be the first to know about our new releases and special offers? All you need to do is sign up for our newsletter. There is no commitment necessary, and I promise you we won't spam your mailbox with loads of messages. Need another reason to sign up? Quite possibly the best reason? You'll immediately get a discount code for 10% off your first purchase and be privy to newsletter-only discounts. Let Dracaena Wines turn your moments into great memories. Visit our website, www.dracaenawines.com, or use the link in show notes to sign up. It will take you less than a minute, but the rewards will last a lifetime. All right. Well, with that, let's open it and uh, let's give this a try. Okay. So I have to honestly say I have never had a rosé with natural hibiscus in it. So it is definitely unique. And why did you choose hibiscus? I just felt like, uh, well, first off, it was already there provided for us. Um, and as I was walking around doing the tour, I said, you already have a hibiscus. I love hibiscus tea. Let's put it in the rosé. All right. And now tell us, cause you are, you guys have a winemaker. So tell us about your winemaker. What made you, you know, you have to get along with the winemaker. You have to have that same vision that winemaker has to be able to understand what you want. So tell us about your winemaker and, you know, how you realized this was who you wanted to work with. So we actually went up. So after, you know, our trip to Napa, we actually went out to Paso several times and we met with a couple different winemakers. And when we stumbled across specific wine services, it was just like, we knew at that moment, this is the place to be. We were fortunate to meet um, Moran at that time. Again, she's a woman. She told us so much. So again, you know, we were moms and it was like, I took wine one-on-one in like a couple days. So she was just amazing. And the fact that she was able, you know, to break down every grape, we were able to try different things. We were able to walk through the vineyards and it was just so like, it was like an aha moment, you know? And so we were able to also sample some of the other wines um, that were produced out of their uh, vineyard. And so we kind of had an idea and it was like the most, of course, you know, it was like an amazing taste and the wines were great and it was a lot different from some of the other places that we went to and we love it there and we will until we get our own winery we will (laughs) next question but yeah uh we did we met with our winemaker brandon and we just discussed some of the things that we wanted to make a merlot and a rosé and it fortunately they had already had the grapes and it was perfect for us they understood our vision. They understood our brand. Okay. Yes. 
they um so brandon is not our winemaker we're we're the winemakers um and then we do have a consultant and our fruit does not come from pws we have we have contracts with different vineyards pws work you know for us it's an alternating proprietorship so we hold our own o2 license in there I love Marin. I think she is incredible. And her, um, in fact, her Viognier, I think, won uh, best of class at the um, Orange County. So she's incredible. And Brandon is always very easy to talk to. And, um, you know, I think it's a well-run facility, obviously, or we wouldn't be there. Um, But um, it's it's always interesting to hear, you know, um, how much, you know, how much input did you have, or is your goal to become winemakers or is your goal always to have a winemaker and you be the, the vintners? Well, we are actually, um, we've been searching in the area. We did talk to um, a couple real estate agents when we were there. So we definitely want to create our own vineyard and be able to produce our own grapes and sort of oh, wow. manufacture everything ourselves, but it'll come over time. Yeah. So right now we're taking baby steps. We're starting here, but we are in the process. So I'm assuming by the end of next year, we will have purchased something out there in Paso. So we'll become, it will no longer be Paso Robles. We will be Paso Robo, right? As the local says, right? Paso Paso. Paso, yeah. So that's our goal there. And we just that. want to just dig deeper. And as we learn... Um, you know, from them, from um, PWS, and just go through the whole process, we want to eventually do it ourselves. Wow. Well, kudos to you, because that is a heck of an endeavor to go, you know, to decide, you know, all right, we're going to start a wine brand. That's in its own self, uh, a kudos to start your own wine brand. But then to want to take on the winemaking is another step, but then again, to want to be vineyard owners and grow your own fruit, uh, you know, as I'll never say never, but our philosophy is our philosophy is we don't want the vines. We want to continue to always source our fruit because we want to focus in on the winemaking and be, you know, be that. And, I don't want to worry about what's going on under the soil. You know, I, I need to know what's going on under the soil and we do. Um, but, but we rely on our, our vineyard owners to really know what's going on within the soils so that we get the best fruit that's possible. So that is incredible that that's what you want. Like we don't add, Again, never say never. Dracita Wines vision at the moment is not a winery. You know, we're not, we don't want a winery facility where we're, where we have all of our own equipment, where we are, have our own bottling line, where we are growing our own fruit. Like we're we're not looking for that. Um, We own property and there may be fruit on the property um, that we throw in so that we can just say at a state, but we're, you know, we are talking like vines. We're not talking acreage at all. Um, so kudos to you. That's a phenomenal. That's a show, right, Jen? Correct. Because Jen will have you working 12 <laughs> jobs, okay? This one is a workaholic. You got to love her. But Lord have mercy, Jen. I, I want love to correct myself on something. 
the um, Grenache grapes that was made to make the rosé was sourced in ABA around Paso Robles, and our Merlot was grounded and produced on site for PWS. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's go into this rosé that I am now sipping on. So it is, it is um, a very, it's kind of a coppery red uh, hue, coppery, you know, ruby color hue. It's nice and translucent. It is got aromas. The, The hibiscus is there. But it's not, I have to honestly say, I was a little worried about that, that it was going to be. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, you know, it, it just is adding to the floral. Yeah. It's just right. adding it to is. the floral essence of it. It's an overpower. Yeah. Um, we were afraid at first, maybe it might be overpowering. We thought it would be tart, but it turned out good. pretty well. So it's now, honey, it's a honeysuckle floral scent and taste. And so now how long did it sit on the skins? Because this is pretty dark for a Grenache. So I'm assuming that it's also hibiscus. It's pulled in some of the color from the hibiscus, I'm guessing. Um, it did. The hibiscus um, added more tint to it. So it was, it had, it was a couple shades lighter and the hibiscus sort of like tinted it a little bit to make it have that deep red. It's not quite like our Merlot, but it, no. it's still, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So in the and in this winemaking process, I don't know if you can answer this question. You okay. um, you did the you allowed it to sit on the skins. Do you know how long it sat on the skins? Yes, I do. It from there it went straight to press though. So let me see right now. We're pulling it. We have our information it's, here. I, yeah. You know you have notes everywhere. <laughs> okay, so they were harvested in uh, the ending of 2020 September last year. So it was okay. Crazy. No, three days was for the um, when we 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 added the, the hibiscus. hibiscus. It sat for three days with the hibiscus for three days, but it was harvested on the tenth of September last year, and it went directly direct press after that. So I'm okay. not exactly sure as far as that um, how long, but it soaks for three days, and let's say we bottled in July of this year. So if you do that math, so maybe we'll skip this question. About okay. six to seven months. And it went straight to press after the Grenache grapes skin. We used that for the color and the hibiscus was added for three days. So give it to So it sat in tank for three days with hibiscus. So you, it sat, you, you did a press, it sat on skins for a few days and then wet sat on further with hibiscus. And I got to say, I, my eyes are getting worse or I'm not really sure. Is this 13 and a half percent? It is. Yeah. Okay, 13 and a half percent. Alcohol. pretty good. Right. <laughs> 13. Yeah. It is. Um, higher alcohol content. Right. So uh, it it's a fuller bodied uh, rosé. It, it kind of it coats the tongue a bit and it doesn't and it's a little um i would say it's a little uh off dry it's not a sweet it's not a sweet rosé but it's got a oh. little it's got a um a little hint of the sweetness a sweetness right. to it but very well made i mean congratulations on your first vintage i love <laughs> it I, i'm so excited thank you so much Lori. <laughs> so how much how much did you produce oh my god wow. we have Five, well, we have 516 as far as gallons. No, cases. 
Okay, 516 cases of the, the same exact for the Merlot and, and the Rosé. But we did end up adding about 260 extra gallons toward the end because we don't, you know, we want to keep that hibiscus rosé. So we end up adding that at the end. Wait, so wait, wait, I'm a little confused. So you produced a thousand cases, 516 rosé. Yes. And we had extra. Exactly. We were just going to kind of have it sit a little longer, but we ended up bottling everything. So we have about, oh, okay. five, so about yeah. a little bit over a thousand yeah. cases between them both. Yes. Oh, okay. And what are you, wh- how are you finding selling this? So we actually, uh, we contracted through um, a couple private venues. So we have um, some local venues out here and we've connected with someone on the East Coast that is now going to market and sort of, I guess, sell our wine out there. And then the other wine will be sold when we do. We plan on going out after our launch. We'll be going to different states every month and we'll have bottles there for the other women to purchase. Oh, how wonderful. We have one secured right now that I want to give a shout out to Raquel's Jazz Lounge in Rialto, California. It's a black owned jazz lounge that was our first customers. And we're going to go ahead and continue on getting private contracts. And then we're going to launch. And our goal is to launch by um, Cyber Monday online sales to individuals, you know. Right. Okay. And how are you? How are you dealing with? the uh the state regulations well we we literally are going through it right now we just received our um what was that we just got approved for our ttb with the label and i guess our next step is working on the licensing which we are with our wine consultant Mm -hmm. good excellent well i wish you guys the best of luck i mean that is fantastic i'm so excited uh, that we have met you, uh, to yeah. have met you and to, to be able to talk to somebody who has so much passion and so much drive with a vision that they want to get to. So, um, I do not have with me the Merlot, but I have it in, in, I have it in the cellar. So let's talk yeah. about that yes, Merlot. Okay. Yes, you have that one. My favorite. So I'm more of the Merlot. <laughs> I, love that I like too, more of the dry, but the Merlot is amazing <laughs> in my opinion. Um, I was more of a Cabernet person. So for all the cab lovers out there, this Merlot is simply just amazing. And so um, Tab can read that portion. But what questions do you have about the Merlot? Well, tell me, tell me, you know, you you said that you chose Merlot because, you know, uh, PWS had some going, you know, had some additional fruit. But just what was your process of going through it? Like, how are you liking it now? Are you, you know, um, October, I don't know if you know or not, October is Merlot Me Month. So you've got, you've got a lot of promotions, you know, easy promotions going on if, if you'd like to to do that. Um, But so just what about Merlot rang to, you know, I mean, just because they have the fruit doesn't mean it rang to you. So what, what made it, what made you decide, yeah, this is, this is what I want. Well, yeah, it was. It was that we tried. Well, when we chose, so as they were going through the entire process and we were picking different things, I think that this Merlot actually, I've tried a lot of Merlots and I feel like our particular Merlot is just the way that the flavors were. So it's kind of like an in-between or cross almost between, if that makes sense, between like a Merlot and more for like you cab lovers, you would just, it's 
amazing. It's easy on um, your palate. It's smooth. Um, we aerated some um, before today here at the restaurant, and it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing. And so Tab can give you a little background on the Merlot as far as, like, the well, age of it. 18 months aged in the oak barrels. Okay. So it's soft. It's velvety. It's silky. Hints of um, undertones of vanilla. It was just, yeah, it was a, something I never really had before. My go-to right. is maybe a Riesling, um, okay. rosé, and a cab. And when we seen how much we had for, for ready to produce and bottle, it, and we tried it, it was just, like I said, smooth, easygoing, velvety, right. smells like vanilla undertones, and it just made sense. We, we went with it. <laughs> sometimes you just know right your palate you taste it yeah. your palate and you're like this is good right. and that's that's <laughs> kind of that really is kind of what um you know exploring the wine glass is all about is like i, I say you know it, i'll never tell you what to drink i'll always share what's in my glass because it's okay. your <laughs> it's your palate Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, it's everybody's palate is different. And right. I say all of the time, I'm like, you know, if somebody enjoys two buck Chuck, then more power oh. to them, because Absolutely. in all honesty, they're having a, a stellar time at two dollars. Well, now exactly. I think it's two ninety nine a bottle, but you know, right. at three dollars a bottle, I you know you, you kind of wish you can enjoy a, a three dollar right. bottle of wine. And there are wines out there. You don't need to spend a hundred dollars or you know you know three digits oh, to, to get that. Right. <laughs> I don't. It has nothing to do with the price point. I've learned that it has nothing to do with the price of the bottle. You right. can get a five dollar wine that is really well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some of them, I really have no idea how they do it. Some of these imported, imported yeah. uh, wines, yeah. you know, they I don't know. Yeah. You know, you can get you, you know, I mean, you go to Ria Spicious and you're getting an incredible Alvarino for like $9 a bottle. And I, yeah, that's coming from that. Spain. How did it even right. get here for $9 know. a bottle? Yeah, how? You know, um, <laughs> no idea. Right. And just knowing from our end what it costs, you know, what a bottle right. costs, the, the what cost label. One, right. The label, everything. Right. Yeah, I do want to know. That should be on our next, uh, your next podcast. How do they keep the cost down? <laughs> so right. It is. And then, like I said, they've got to boat it over from, you know, in those cargoes. And mm -hmm. that can't be cheap. I mean, I don't know how much that, that costs, cannot but that be cannot be cheap. Um, at all. But Maybe they're production. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But I give, I give everybody, if you're happy with a $2 bottle of wine, kudos to you. Keep enjoying that's that $2 good, right? bottle of wine. Right? right. Absolutely. So now you did say that you're like three and a half hours. So you're down by LA, right? Are you yeah. down in that? Yeah. You're okay. Yes, right. close to Los, Los Angeles, and she's closer to Temecula, so another little Oh, wine. okay. So we sort of meet in the middle, and we try to have our, we call it our she-wine meetings at least once a week, so that way we can stay on track with everything, so we get together. So after this, we'll meet and have our meeting for the week. Awesome, and is this your typical meeting spot? We just try to go to different um, yeah, we restaurants where we're able. Yeah, so it's, it's a place today. <laughs> That's wonderful. <clears throat> so you've got a thousand cases. 
Um, where do you, what do we have in line for this vintage? What's going on for the 2021 vintage? So for this vintage, everything will launch in November. And so we're hoping right now it looks as if we will be able to sort of distribute this out and um, have good sales from our, our uh, vintage this year. And then we're starting the process already for next year. So we're excited. And uh, keeping to that same case production level, amping it up, dropping it down. What do you we're think? We're probably going to amp it up a little bit. Yep. Um, we are definitely yes, going to based on the demand. Um, we have one contract um, that we'll share on our next podcast that we are um, in negotiations with right now. So hopefully if we do get that contract, we will we definitely will. have to. Yes, we will. And we, we will. will have to um, up our production. So we're excited about that. That's that's wonderful. So congratulations, because, you know, any any winery winemaker knows making the wine isn't easy making, you know, yeah. it, but it's easier to make the wine than it is to sell the wine. So. Yeah. Yes. So congratulations on that. Congratulations. So my last question is going to be kind of, so you, you decide this is what you're going to do. You, you're in, you're in the backyard and you're like, you're screaming because you're so excited. You've got that, that perfect, that perfect name and everything. Yes. And where you said you had your whole business plan, business you know, plan rolled out. You want to get a winery. You want to have vineyards. What are you planting? What, where do you see she wines going in the future? How many SKUs do you want to have? Where, where are you seeing yourself? We actually see ourselves um, sort of not necessarily going um, commercial, but we definitely see ourselves a little, in a larger market than what we're in now. We see ourselves opening up. Um, of course, a um, tasting room and a winery in Napa. And we want to do something on the East Coast. And of course, something local to us here in Temecula, just so that we were able to at least have like a tasting room and do different things. But we definitely want to expand and we want to jump into um, different markets with women. So we're sort of starting like, not necessarily like a coalition, but just sort of getting women together, um, like in a sisterhood. And we want to do something every month with them, whether they can join in virtually because of everything that's going on, or if they're able to attend in whichever state that we're in. So, and we will, it'll launch in November. So that's about all we could say about it, but it's exciting <laughs> and it's, um, it's really good. And I'm, I'm hoping that um, people will look us up on our website at, what is our website tab? She-wines.com. And yeah, so right now it's more of a landing page, but um, at the end, mid-October, you'll be able to see everything. You'll see the events that we have planned. You'll be able to um, come out, support us, uh, fellowship with other women, and we look forward to meeting you. And Lori, we're definitely going to invite you out uh, to one that'll be kind of local. Thank you. Thank you. want to really focus on coming together one story at a time one glass at a time whether it's something that you a testimony something you overcame something you survived she is a phenomenal person to just sit there and talk about your story over a glass of wine that's what we do every day as women we gather together it's a male dominated and race dominated um um 
business. Um, so we're we're just looking to change that. We just want to be a bridge to the next winemakers and private wine label makers. We just want to be able to inspire the next generation with she wines. And I am a chef, so we, we figured we'll do some cooking classes in there. There you go. Like, pairing in there and just kind of orchestrated like i said some things will be live some things will be virtual but we are looking to just change this game yes that is wonderful that is so wonderful. much for having us on your show today Lori. thank you for coming amazing. enjoyed it and i'm so happy that we were able to come on together and drink our we have merlot today but you were able to have our rosé so we're very very excited and so thank you so I always I always say slancha, which is basically cheers in Gaelic. Yeah, okay, Irish Gaelic. Yeah. So, I agree. Yes. Slancha. <laughs> that is health. I yes. love that. So thank you very much. And are you guys on social media yet? Um so our social media will also fully launch in October. Um we sort of have someone kind of helping us out. And so everything will October look for she wines and you'll see us. All over the internet at that point. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, congratulations. And I wish you both the very best and all of the success. And I'm so happy to hear that your contracts are coming through already. That is wonderful yes. news. And um, I'm, you know, there's only so many bottling days. So my guess is we will run into each other again in Paso <laughs> and let us know when you come back to Paso. We can, you know, we'll be sure there in November. Up. Yes, and we'll yeah. definitely meet up maybe for dinner and some wine. Yes, absolutely. Thank absolutely. You, so thank you. Enjoy. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. This has been another episode of Exploring the Wine Glass. Thanks for listening. If you have suggestions on what topics you would like me to discuss, please reach out on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Exploring the Wine Glass. I am also on LinkedIn as Lori Hoyfud. Of course, you can always email me at exploringthewineglass at gmail.com. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find me more easily. And most importantly, tell your wine-loving friends, because if you like the podcast, they will too. Music is Wine by Kevens. Until next week, slancha.